Why, hello there. Welcome to the Heroes Podcast. It's the podcast. This is Heroes Path. Ryan and Zach are here to talk to you about Breath of the Wild. Podcast. Uh, at least one part of Breath of the Wild. Uh, today on podcast, uh, what's today? Oh, it's the it's the last time we were in Hyrule Ridge. That's the, the, the place we were at. And then we went behind Hyrule Ridge. Oh, yeah, to the other side of the ridge. Because uh, there's stuff back there. Uh, some key important stuff. Uh, okay, no, there is some important stuff, and then there's some unimportant stuff that I feel should have more importance. This, yes. is my, this was my axe I was going to grind here. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of behind, like, the ridge, the Hyrule Ridge itself, there's two sets of ruins. Uh, and one of them should be way more important than it is. The Royal Ancient Lab Ruins. Yes. This is where Pura and Ravi used to hang out and research, like, Sheikah Tech. Yeah. Uh, you go to this place a bunch in Age of Calamity, when it's, like, a whole Oh, yeah? Thing. Is it in this spot? See, I is it think placed so, correctly? but, like, you don't go up to it in a level. No, because they like have, like, scenes. the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just, like, cutscenes. So I'm pretty sure it's there, uh, like as an actual building you could go to. And so, like it being this like place where they researched a bunch of Sheikah tech, it feels like it should have importance, but there's really nothing there. No, it's definitely they made a bunch of ruins on the map. Then they said we need to give names to all these ruins, and someone said, "Well, what about where the lab used to be?" Yep. Oh yeah, we can name this ruin that. Yeah. Same thing with the Merida Exchange ruins, which is kind of a very like these ruins are the kinds of ruins we saw in Hyrule Field, but they're like kind of pretty far flung. Yeah, what 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 is an exchange? Is that like a marketplace? Yeah, like a stock exchange. I think like a marketplace. There's an exchange ruins okay. in Hyrule Field somewhere as well. Okay, I think this seems like a weird place for a marketplace. Yeah, there's an exchange ruins in Hyrule Field. Uh. But yeah, it's interesting to me that it's like, oh, that should be, these are like cool places that because the game is littered with so many ruins, you know, we have to fill in the blanks ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there's a stable, which is like the most forgettable stable in the game. Yeah, I think I, it was probably the last one I ever found. Uh, this is Serene Stable. It has a bunch of trees around it, which make it hard to see. And it's like. In the middle of a field, so it's like a really conspicuous grouping of trees mm-hmm. that disguise the stable. So, like, they're trying to keep the stable hidden from enemies. Could be. And it's in the middle of nowhere. It's not convenient to anything. I mean, you have I to call it the Seren Stable, and Seren isn't the name of anything. It's maybe it's the person that originally made it. Oh, yeah. Named after that person. I want a stable, but I don't want anyone to find it. I want to be alone with my horses. I mean, we know that the stable network is part of, like, an organization. Hmm. Maybe part of it is, like, they wanted to open one up between, you know, the main body Hyrule and up into Rita Land. I like the idea of it being like a, a waypoint that is just there because there's nothing else there. Yeah, That's fun. they had to. They had to. 
you know, maybe the, well, there's a couple ways into Rito Land, and maybe the other way into Rito Land was inaccessible for a time or something. And so they kind the, of built a uh, a road around. The trees also make this into one of the prettier stables to walk around in, because you have a clearing inside the donut of trees, and... Um, it's just very picturesque in a way that, like, the Dueling Peaks stable, even though it has basically the same stuff, mm-hmm. because it's just plopped in the middle of nowhere, um, it, it isn't as pretty as this one where you have that containing element of the trees. Yeah, it's isolated and it's good. It's very cozy. There's not a ton here. Uh, there's a group of nerds. Good nerds. Uh, there are three nerds here that have a quest because they want you to help them find the leviathan bones and they have theories about how the leviathans died right? yeah each one has a different theory it's like i think they died in an ice age i think they died in a mass flood event i think they died in a third thing that i forget uh and but none of them had ever seen leviathans before yeah so they ask you to like draw a picture of one uh-huh. Do you think uh-huh. Link is like passing off his iPad pictures as like his drawings? I feel like if that happened in real life, that a guy with an iPad went back in time and said, "Like here's my iPad with a picture of a giant whale skeleton," you would have to believe that that's a drawing of a giant whale skeleton because. Otherwise, you're just going to fall down in catatonia. Yeah. You're not going to be able to deal with it unless you believe that it's a really good painting. Yeah, I agree. But Um, people in Zelda land are inured to weird magical stuff. So I think that there might be an element of Link saying or just showing you um I, I, sorry i couldn't draw a picture but i took a, a photograph with a magical ipad thing i hope that's just as good and the person says of course that's just as good they just didn't assume you had a magical ipad because those are not very yeah, common yeah. exactly uh yeah which would is also how it would work in real life yep but i like these nerds and i like this quest and i like the leviathan bones yeah, I wish I'd taken a picture of the one before, but that's okay. I'll go back to it. Um, That's like it. There's not a lot of... There's like another lady there who's hanging out with the nerds who's like, you seem more interesting than the nerds. <laughs> but that's it. She doesn't do anything else for you. Uh, okay, we gotta talk about... There's two shrines up here. Mm. There's... Manya Toma Shrine. And this is like the... Uh... The shrine next to the stable that each stable has, right? It's, it's you know, ostensibly, yes, but the distance is pretty far. It's quite far away, and, like, from that shrine, I don't know if you can properly see the stable. I don't remember very well, but it's more like once you know the stable is there, this is a good kind of convenient to it. But, yeah, it's far away. It's its paired stable, yeah. Yeah. Um, The... the little descriptive text of this one is called drawing parabolas which is a very Mm. evocative name uh Uh that 
kind of oversells the actual concept of the uh, the shrine. Yes, the concept of the shrine is you have the like launcher piston thing, mm-hmm. and you have an orb, and you're going to launch Link around with the pistons, and you're going to launch the orb around with the pistons, and you're going to hit a switch to change the direction of one of the pistons. Yep. Like that's, that's it. all there is to that's it. That's all it is, yeah. And you don't really... You kind of need to use a bomb or something to get rid of some crates at some point. But other than that... Oh, I think I lit them on fire. Oh, that's that's smart. Um, but, like, that's it. Other than those crates, you don't do any Zelda things in this shrine. Well, You're I mean, just being launched around on pistons. Yeah. It is and, and, it is a portal chest chamber, more so than all the other portal test chambers in this game. I mean, and, and you hit a switch to move a thing, which is the most, I would say that's the most Zelda thing about it. But Yeah, yeah. But that's it. It's really nothing. It's kind of a nothing shrine. It's got a really good name, but it's kind of a nothing shrine. Uh, oh okay and then the other shrine up here is one that i don't know that i've been to before this might be the most hidden shrine in the game might be this is mog nora shrine uh it's kind of built into the ridge that we previously talked about where Mm -hmm. there's a bombable wall uh but it's like halfway up a cliff yeah yeah so like if you're not running around with the shrine detector on you would never run into this probably yeah uh and the game thinks so too because the game doesn't give you a challenge at all once you find it they just give you a free prize yeah when people complain about the free prize shrines as like what's the point i think this is the best shrine in favor of that view because in all the other free sh- uh, free prize shrines, you have to actually do something. Here, you just have to find it. It's ve- I think it's intentionally kind of in the spirit of like LOZ, just bombing walls for the heck of it, yeah. just to find something. Um, but I think it's a mistake to make this a free prize shrine. I think it's okay. I think the fact that it is so incredibly disguised. There are no other tells. Hmm. Like, other bombable wall ones usually have some kind of tell or something around there. The other ones I'm thinking of, at least. I guess not okay. all of them. I guess not all of them. No, there's some that don't. Um, hmm. Uh, write into the podcast. Uh, add us on Twitter and tell us what you think about this. Yes. Because I don't know what to think. Uh, okay. And then the real thing I wanted to do this episode was go down Tanagar Canyon. Okay. Uh, Tanagar Canyon divides, like, the Hyrule Ridge area and the Tabantha area. Um, it's kind of like the big, like, massive gorges that are on the edges of the map. Mm-hmm. Only you get to explore this one. Yeah. Uh, I started at the very like northeastern ed- part of it and went all the way to the end of it cool uh and the great thing is at the very northeastern end of it is like one of the coolest places in the game yeah uh this is the forgotten temple um this actually gets like a map icon doesn't it no 
Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. I lied. It totally does. Huh. I didn't even notice that. Which makes you think that it's like a little more intense than it actually is. It's very good, but I don't know if it's like that intense, but it's very good. So, yeah, it's a very, very big structure um, Mm -hmm. that is like built into the canyon or maybe like predates the canyon and was underground originally. It's like really difficult to figure out. Uh, In game design terms, I feel like the way they envisioned it was that you would go up the canyon the other way and this would be at the end of the canyon. For sure. Yeah. But they also knew that it would be possible to skip to the end and do this part first. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess we should describe it. It's just, it's a very big temple that's kind of two rooms that are accessible like there's definitely implication of like there was more built out of it yeah but like at this point it's kind of just a big open hallway that leads to the back well and it's we should say an underground area Mm -hmm. an interior sort of dungeon zone yes which the game doesn't have very much of uh yeah um and it has it's basically just like a big playground with lots of wind to float you up and down and platforms and stuff, uh, but it's covered in guardian guys. Yeah, it's got, it's like the ruined guardians are here, and, and they're arranged in such a way that the moment you like jump into the temple and get swept up in the air, you get lit up with a bunch of uh, targeting laser- lasers. Yeah. Uh, and it's terrifying the first time. Yes. Uh, and you end up having to, like, fly past all these things that are shooting at you to get to the very back where the prize is. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a ton of fun with it this time because I knew that it's pretty easy to kind of get around that if you're, like, staying mobile. Right, right. And not freezing up in fear. <laughs> uh, I went to the back and got the prize, and then on the way back out, I fought all of the guardians but they're kind of arranged in a way where it's real easy to get behind them Hmm. they don't expect the rear assault it's very funny interesting uh we should talk about the prize at the back of the shrine or the back of the temple yes uh at the back of the temple is the largest goddess statue it's very big it is very big uh, and you can talk to the, and I stopped and talked to the goddess statue and upgraded my stamina a couple times because I had banked huh. some stuff and was like, oh, I can actually do that here at this giant statue. Great. Uh, um, is this the only goddess statue that will give you the hero's garb? The hero's garb shows up after you've done all 120 shrines in uh-huh. this back area i oh, think okay, like a okay. chest spawns when you get all 120 and it's here all right i believe that's how that works i did not get that the last time i played that game so i'm looking forward to getting that this time yeah uh they cosplay as link i can pretend i'm link from that game <laughs> um there's also a shrine back here which is why i came in uh i forgot that a shrine i thought this shrine showed up after you got all 120 but no it's one of the 120 oh okay this is, uh, what is this? Rona Kakhta Shrine, uh, which is a freebie. Oh. 
Um, so I wonder, there's, there's, there's a little passage here in the Creating a Champion book about this, and I'll just read this developer quote because I like it a lot. Oh, okay. The Forgotten Temple was constructed in order to keep a record of the heroes throughout history who aided the royal family of Hyrule in countless ancient battles against Ganon, who unleashed the Calamity on a recovering world. The original concept for the temple was that it had been abandoned for so long that it had faded from people's memories. At the beginning of development, the canyon was so deeply tied to the royal family that it was called the Valley of the Royal Family. As with everything, as with everywhere throughout Hyrule, the guardians here are possessed by Ganon, but rather than having invaded the temple from Hyrule Castle during the Great Calamity, they were placed here long ago to protect the facility. Since it is a building that represents Hyrule's ancient past, the design incorporates construction elements from Skyward Sword in a similar way to the Springs of Wisdom, Courage, and Power, as well as the Nehru Road. That is Interesting. lead artist, structural person, Manabu Takehara. Cool. There's a couple things there. One, I love the idea that this used to be like a crypt of the royal family. And yeah. as much as I like that it's the Forgotten Temple, I kind of wish they'd gone with that a little bit instead. Yeah. Played that up a little bit more, but I don't There's time. Who knows what other crypts we're going to find in the sequel, right? Maybe. Lots of crypts. Uh, but the other big thing is that this goddess statue is implied here and in some text in the game to be the original goddess statue. Huh. Which is the statue in Skyward Sword. Huh. Uh, which is wild. That they tucked it away here in this temple. <laughs> Man, that would, yeah. Like, I don't, the, the idea of them, like, yeah, this being, like, the spot is, like, super interesting. As somebody it's who good. likes Skyward Sword a decent amount, I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay, here we go. This is the good stuff. That's so nice. We, we talk a lot about how the developers don't care about the lore at all. And so when you have documentation of them caring about the lore yeah it does give me a warm fuzzy feeling and it's not you know this isn't again this is not skyrim where there's a million books of like lore written out or anything Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. you know uh zelda deals more in gestures and homages than any direct like exact accounts of things throughout history i guess i quite agree so in that case, this is a very, very cool area. I hope we get more areas like it in the sequel. I'm, yeah. I'm, I am really, really hold, hold my, uh, what do you, crossing my fingers that like we'll get, like, like the 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 on ground component of the next game will just have a bunch of cool sections like that. That would be caves, cool. caves, caves. You know how much we love caves here on this podcast. You don't have to tell me. We're pretty big cave people on this podcast. Yeah. We're a couple of Morlocks. Yeah, we should. I I can't get too distracted talking about caves because I was about to go on a giant cave tangent because you've been in more caves than I have, I think, as a, uh, as a human person. Yeah, well, we have. What, how far are we into this episode? We can oh, talk about caves. Okay. Uh, you went to a cave in Australia, I think. Yeah, I went to um, a couple caves in Australia. See, that's cool. Yeah. I've only been to one cave. Uh, in did the you United like States. it? Oh, I liked it a lot. I went to Carlsbad Caverns. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. That, I hear, is one of the main caves. That's like the, the famous cave of United States, I think. I think It's so. real big. It's real big. It's real good. Yeah. Uh, I want to actually in, go in uh, middle school. Yeah. Or maybe even elementary school. I'm not sure. We went to Makokata Caves in okay. Manila. And uh, Makokata Caves is very um, ruined by humans. Cool. I mean, not cool, uh, but yeah. I don't not, not cool. Like, but, I, you know, it's not cool, but I feel like in order for the human race to fully enjoy caves, we have to have some caves that we just let people trample all over and litter in and then some caves that the the nice caves we take special care of and make you put on special shoes or we don't let people in there yeah um and there are caves there's a whole spectrum of caves i think that that's for the best overall um because if we if we actually preserved all the caves then we, we wouldn't get to have fun with caves um, I suppose that's true. I've also I've also been to the Mark Twain Cave in Hannibal, Missouri. What? Which, that sounds cool. Um, so you know how in the Tom Sawyer books uh, there is a cave, and drama happens around this cave. Uh, this is inspired by an actual cave system uh, in Hannibal, and the tour guides there, at least when I went there, will give you a tour and tell you all about the cave but the premise of the tour i guess is that mark i'm sorry that tom sawyer was a real person and that those oh. books are non-fiction or that yeah those books are non-fiction and so they will tell you and if you have a good tour guide they will tell you emphatically that this is the spot where Tom Sawyer thought that he was trapped in the cave forever, and then this is the spot where Injun Joe died, and it's it's really wild. That's and kind those of fun. caves, they have t the, there's all kinds of like stupid lights in there, so it's another example of caves totally ruined by humans. Uh, but it has to be that way, and that's why it's so important that the caves that haven't been ru ruined by humans, we continue to not ruin them. Yeah, yeah. I'm all thinking about caves now. Yeah. Well, that's what this podcast is. Just, just thinking about caves. That's just And the... that was only like three minutes of cave talk, unless okay. you have more. I don't see I haven't been in many caves. I should I should go check out some caves. I know there's a lot of mines mm. around parts of where I'm around sometimes. I know my uncle has a mine near his house. Maybe I should go to a mine. Mine's like a cave, kind of. A mine is almost like a cave. Um, but instead of being ruined by humans, it is empowered by humans. I, I like the stance. It used to be just normal earth, but yeah. the humans came along and imbued that earth with caveness with pickaxes and shovels mm. and TNT. Okay. It's a very romantic notion. Thank you. Uh, all right. Cave minute is over. Uh, resuming podcast. Uh, I went down Tanagar Canyon. Mm -hmm. the, I, I think this is a really... The, I'm not sure how much they actually had to do to create this experience, but the experience of running down this canyon is very... Um, 
it's unlike the rest of the game or most of the rest of the game because you're not free to go anywhere. You're kind of on rails. And it's it's really memorable and nice, I guess. I don't know. It would take a lot to get out of the uh, canyon from the very bottom. Right. And, like, that's not a guaranteed thing if you're not good at climbing or have invested in, like, you know, sure the ability to climb in this game. There's a lot of wolves at the bottom, and that had me feeling kind of bad because the wolves will try and fight you and they won't leave you alone until you like fight them off and i don't really want to fight the wolves no i um nowadays when i'm playing i will just run past the wolves because i don't want to fight the wolves um and usually i'm on like the master cycle zero and i can just outrun them sure or a horse i was on um, foot no, it, you, were, and you weren't able to outrun them, or they they kept on having like they just get in in the way, and I'm like trying to do other stuff, and so then yeah. I shoot them with arrows, and then they whimper, and I feel bad, and it's just like that is too bad. Can't how how do I make friends with the wolves? They just don't bother me. Is there like a wolf pendant I can get? That'd be cool. That's a good idea. Just friend of wolf. Yeah, and, and, you know, and then, and then they just wouldn't bother you. Like I don't need them to do anything else for me. I just don't want to fight them. They're just they're just. It's not like the the deer come at you. It's not like, you know, the boar will charge at you, but like for like a second until it gets bored. Oh. <laughs> like even the bears don't really come up in your business, I don't think. Um no, the bears will only attack you. I they I think that they will like aggro on you pretty easily, but they're very easy to evade. Yeah. So You kind of have to be going into a bear's zone yeah. to draw its ire. Whereas the wolves just kind of spawn where you're walking. Yep. It's it's a yeah. shame. It uh, is a shame. Let's see. There's a bunch of windmills of unknown purpose lining the canyon as you get yeah. further down. Strange and I don't understand windmills. what they are for. And I couldn't find anybody that had a good theory as to well, what they're doing. For a lot of people, and I was this way for a long time, um, windmills don't look like they do anything in the first place. Snap. And so if you if you are ignorant about windmills and or you are not you don't really care that much about windmills. Not that I'm saying that the people who designed this are ignorant or apathetic, but like if you're a kid, say, then you might put in windmills just because windmills are in places. That okay, so it's more of a decorative thing. Yeah. Do of they course, have... that's not satisfying if we're actually like thinking about the game. Well, it could um, be decorative. Or assuming that the. Well, yeah, that could be. Uh, do they have windmills in the Rito area? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. When I, when I go there next week, I will look around and see if i can find any because i could almost believe that like the ritos just put windmills there because windmills are cool um you're right you're right i feel like in video games windmills don't mean we're harvesting wind power they mean we like the wind around here yeah it's like to monitor the wind or something so they can get a good look at what the flow looks like or something yeah um and if this were closer to rito zone then that might make sense it's like on the way enough that I could believe it, but also if there's no windmills around Rito Zone, then I'm gonna say it's probably not that. Yeah, they uh, remain mysterious. 
See, the other thing is that I had misremembered and conflated the windmills with some other stuff in the game. And I thought that Tanagar Canyon was somewhere that, like, there had been extensive, like, digging operations. Uh-huh. Uh, like, I thought they had dug up, like, guardians here, or potentially, like, a divine beast here. But there's no mm. such thing here. There's no dig site stuff anywhere here. No. Uh, I was confusing this with, I think, the Gerudo Canyon. Oh, because okay. there's like a shot in a cutscene of like people mining a canyon wall, and I thought that was here, but I'm pretty sure that's Gerudo Canyon actually. Okay. Uh, would make sense if they had done that here, but that's not what this canyon's for. I guess. Uh, there's two-ish more things of interest. Okay. There's Dunba Tag Shrine. Uh, it's called Build and Release. It is a really good stasis shrine. Uh, yes, I was looking at the video of this just before we started recording, and it's a bunch of different stasis puzzles. Yeah, and they're all good. I like them all. It's a lot of, like, launching things into things. But they provide you with, like, the resources to properly, like, mess around with it, I guess. Um, yes, it's good. I mean, it was fun to watch. I don't remember the last time I actually did this shrine. Uh, I had fun doing it. And I've played some lousy stasis puzzles recently, so it's like, oh, okay, uh. no, this is this is good stasis <laughs> stuff. Yeah, they, 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 they load you up with the, the right kind of stuff to have fun with it, so... Uh, if you want to play a good stasis shrine, this is probably the best one. What was the other thing in the canyon? There is a Goron that runs a golf course. Oh. Uh, and by course, and by course, I mean one hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember this. I don't remember liking this. It's fine. It's fine. I. Uh, it's kind of a par 20. Yeah. You get 20 swings, and by swings I mean stasis launchings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do it in three, and the, the guide I was reading says it is absolutely impossible to do more to do fewer than three strokes without cheating, is how it very accusatorily put it. Oh, person writing a guide on the internet somebody was yeah that person was very insistent that it is impossible to do under three strokes i think i did six strokes cool uh it's just the the only prize is rupees i feel like because of the way the game is structured and and the way the advancement in the game is structured it's kind of hard to put meaningful rewards into mini games a lot of times yeah because what would it be? It could be like a rare it, ingredient, I think. It could be, be a rare ingredient. It could be like a good weapon. See, I feel like with the weapon economy, that's less impactful. But I think the yeah. compromise is the good the good reward, the good ingredient. I just so, realized that you can't spend money on weapons in this game. You can't. You're right. There's no weapon salesman yet. Yet. Not yet. Ah, who would sells that weapons? be a good idea? I okay. That's a much. That's a big question because I've been thinking a lot about weapon durability and like the the eternal debate over it being good versus bad and such and such. And I don't have a fully formed 
like thesis but i do think that i like weapon degradation and the weapon system in this game but i think it could be better and i don't know in what way Hmm. i'm not sure what the missing piece is and i don't want to like speculate maybe it's a weapon salesman maybe why don't you want to speculate because i don't have i don't have a fully formed i mean i can speculate but like i don't have a fully formed idea like i I feel like okay. if I gave it enough time and really thought about it, the I could. The court figure... stipulates that you're not going to give us the perfect answer. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if it's that maybe you need fewer weapons that are more, less disposable. Because I feel like people's complaints are like, I should have one weapon that I can have forever or something like that, and it's like I feel like that doesn't work. Um, if you if if that's on top of the rest of the weapon durability system, then no, that doesn't work because then you just use that. And it's like only your specialty uh, fire wand is what you ever uh, use other than your normal melee weapon. Being able to repair a weapon is maybe a compromise there, but that wouldn't feel good. No, that would be stupid. I think there's a reason. I, I think that like, the, the the idea of repairing um i have a i have a strong negative feeling about that yeah that turns it into a different game then it's just i go back to the stable and i repair all my items and then i move on now you're playing diablo which is good don't get me wrong but that's just a different game uh so i read the one one thing I read is that what if you could just melee attack without a weapon? Oh, that's fun. Um, and I don't know if that fixes it or not, but maybe if you just had like a default melee attack. Uh, I I I feel like I I'm never in a situation where I don't have any weapons though. But like they always if, give me enough weapons. But maybe if you had a default weapon that you could always fall back on, they could make weapons like even more throwaway. And then you uh. genuinely are just sh- like shifting through weapons super fast. Hmm. Maybe it has something to do with like the enemies. Maybe like the balance is fine, but the rate you're encountering and fighting enemies and how quickly those enemies goes down needs to be tweaked. Hmm. Like, I really don't know, but I feel like there's an answer. I feel like there's a way to make this system, like, something truly special, and I don't know what it is. And it bothers me that I don't know what it is, but also, I don't make this game, so I don't have to know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we'll see what uh the devs land on, I guess, in a couple years, because they'll have to do something about it. If it's just the same system with some new weapons, I don't think people are going to take to it as kindly i guess no that's that's a very big problem that the um the discourse will end up dictating the design yeah that sucks i mean you hope it doesn't nintendo's a company that i i I would hope they have enough faith in their in their designers to put it in their hands and say no do what you think is right but anyways, yeah, I, I don't have I don't have a, a solid thesis on how to fix it and make it perfect. I still think it's good. 
Yeah. I fundamentally think that... It's a good game, and people like it because it's good. And if you change... Uh, if, if that part of the game wasn't in the game, it wouldn't make it better. Um, and if you don't like the game because of that system, you're not listening to this podcast, if you like the game but you think you don't uh, you, you like the game and you don't like the durability system and you think it should be gotten rid of then you're wrong um, <laughs> I mean it's, you, a, it, it's a different game at that point we've said that before if you like the uh, I want to cover all the bases okay if you don't like the game but you do like the weapon durability system that's cool you're a cool person um, if you do like the game and you like the do and durability system, then you're there. You're even cooler. Well, then you're us. Yeah. Welcome to being us. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, the hero's path. Yeah. I'm Ryan. This is Zach. Each week, Zach talks about playing the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, it was the bridge. Uh, so then I went up. I did all this. I went to the end of the canyon. I came back around and I wanted to cross the bridge because it makes sense to talk about the bridge while we're talking about the canyon. Uh Uh-huh. Rather than do it next time. So there's a big bridge. It's called Tabantha Great Bridge that crosses the canyon here. Uh, And it's all ruined. It's a messed up bridge. It sucks to ride a horse across it because the horse does not understand that it should either go around or jump over the holes in the bridge. Will it just fall off? Or will it, it just stop? I don't remember exactly what it... But I remember from our race that we went across this bridge. Mm. And you have to do way too much work getting the... Because, like, the horse only understands an obstacle if it's attacking that obstacle head-on. Okay. And if you come around, you're going to, like, clip the side of one of these holes... Then the horse doesn't say, oh, well, that's just as big a deal as jumping over a whole hole. Uh, so it, you try to, like, go around when you should be jumping because mm. horse AI. Uh, I did not ride a horse across it this time, so I didn't notice that. I just walked. Hmm. Uh, the Creating a Champion book points out that there's, like, scraps of a tapestry clinging to the sides of the bridge. What? Yep. And they have, like, a image of the, what the tapestry looks like when it's, like, full. Excuse me. Yeah. Send me this picture immediately. I will. It's not, I mean, it's it's not, like, it's just traces of a flag where it tore is what it says here, so. Just let me see it. It's, like, it's like barely noticeable, but it's a cool little touch. Uh, but that's it. That's tandem. It. That's the can. I'll send it to you. You want me to send it to you on podcast i certainly don't want to wait until the podcast is over all right well hang on listeners i am pulling my cell phone out i am taking a photograph with my cell phone because this is a physical book that i own i want to apologize i want to rescind what i said earlier i don't think we should have gotten into a big discussion of weapon durability on this episode how come it's just a tired subject it is extremely a tired subject, but uh, 
we're trying to corner the YouTube market? No, we're not. I got nothing for you. Okay, I'm uh, looking at the image now. Zach is sending me the picture. Oh, that's cool. Yeah! Now I have to post this to the podcast Twitter okay. feed when we get there, but that's okay. Okay, the episode's over. The episode's over. Congratulations.